Welcome to Macintosh and Mod. Haven't seen what? The podcast where we make each other watch movies we should have already seen. I'm Diana. And I'm David. And today we watched He Got Game. A basketball player's father must try to convince him to go to a college so he can get a shorter sentence. This movie looked dumb. I wanted this movie to be good. So did I. I was like kind of excited to see that. Like I didn't know much about it other than there was basketball in Denzel. It's like, okay, this could be fun. This could be cool. Nope. Even the premise, which is hokey, it still could have worked. It, 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 I think if they took Denzel's characters a little bit more seriously, it could have worked. Partially that, and partially Spike's throwing a whole lot of ideas like spaghetti at the wall in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it would have been better if he had just kind of picked one lane to do with it. Because like... There's half the movie that's this serious father-son drama, mm-hmm. and then there's also a part of this like fantasy, almost musical style to it at times. Yeah. Like the ending sequence, and if you wanted to do that and make it this whole sort of musical without music type things with just all those visual tr- stylings, okay, that would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he just didn't quite pick a lane, and so it's just a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. with some admittedly cool interesting things in between i mean i'm i'm firmly of the opinion that like if the movie had literally just been jake and jesus and it was just them and all the other surrounding stuff was like cut-ins of jesus and what he's been dealing with but it's just these two mm-hmm. this movie would be a thousand times better <laughs> yeah i mean they really should have focused solely on the father-son relationship and this is actually a place where like some flashback to like what life was like before not just the incident that sent him to prison would have been really helpful and as well as like seeing jesus like what his life was like while his dad was inside because we don't really get that and i feel like it's just this movie is just painful to get through because it's let's do this and let's do this. And like, I understand there's an element of like, you have to look at all the people trying to get Jesus to do what they want him to do. Mm -hmm. Like that's all fair, especially like the uncle, like that stuff made complete sense. Like the girlfriend, like, let me have you talk to this guy. Like that, like all of that manipulative stuff made complete sense, but they treated his dad talking to him like the same way as the rest of those. So this is just one more person when it's like, yes, that makes sense for maybe their first interaction for it to be treated that way. Cause that's how he's going to look at it. But his dad's persistent should have been like, this is more than just that. So like, let's get into it. And it, it just, it was just so felt really shallow. It is. I mean, it, it, it is. And you know, I think Spike has an idea here. I just think it's really really poorly executed (laughs) if we had just focused on these two guys and then all of this stuff with these other outside characters were small intercuts with them having conversations on the court Mm -hmm. and it's just every he's got seven days well it's seven chapters of a movie each day another another meeting another discussion yeah that's how i would write it if i was writing this movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, the budget for this movie was 25 million dollars mm-hmm it grossed $21,500,000. Okay. Our writer-director is, of course, Spike Lee. We can talk about it all together. I, it's pretty wild on the basic premise alone. Mm-hmm. Although, there's a lot of places where a some type of 
political person would actually try to make this move. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie. Especially in college athletics. This is not the most far-fetched idea in the universe. Mm -hmm. I just wish that Spike had been willing to really press that needle. But I think part of the problem was he also needed the cooperation of a bunch of these coaches to show up. I think it everything should have just been fictionalized. It would have made everything a lot easier. I mean, you know, a lot of it is fictionalized. But I also just think the writing and the story is not there for anyone. Like, it's not good. And like there some of the other films we've watched so far have been ones like, I didn't love it. Or like he could tighten this up. But like you can see all the kernels are there. His kernel on this film is not good enough to hold up the rest of this. It's just not. And it's really interesting, too, because I think visually from a directing standpoint, there's still a lot of those hallmarks. His idea of juxtaposing basketball with air and Copeland Mm -hmm. is awesome. Yeah, it's great. It, It doesn't fit this movie at all, but. It is one of the few things about this movie that's incredibly interesting to watch Mm -hmm. is him juxtaposing what's considered like the quintessential American classical music yeah, with what he believes is the most American sport. Okay. And And that's interesting because baseball is always the one that gets the, this is America's game, but that's not true for Spike. Mm Mm-hmm. He got so caught up in the in the money and the seediness of college athletics, which it is this bad and worse. Mm-hmm. But he didn't he didn't believe in that enough to make it the actual story. Because again, at the end of this movie, Jake should be like, "Yes, I'm trying to get something out of you." But honestly, Jake should have told him that like the very first day. I understand not saying it right away because he knows he's like, "I got to rebuild some shit with this guy." That makes complete sense. Where I feel like it was a mistake was that he kept it to himself for way too long and it could have been really easy for him like, yes, I have a personal stake in you getting this, but never revealing that it's not money. It's me getting out of prison. Yeah. Like, I mean, like that's that's where they could have like, let me reveal just enough so that I'm being honest with you, but I'm not letting you know, like I'm not putting the full weight of it on you. To me, though, it's just you need to know that earlier because he needs to be the only one that Jesus Mm. finally realizes is willing to be honest with him. Everybody else is playing Jesus the entire time. Yeah. Except Jake. Yes, but that's where I feel like it's important for him to, from the beginning, say, like, yes, I will get something out of it. I I am in it. Like, I have a stake in you choosing this people, like choosing this team. But he didn't do that. And I feel like that's what took away from like his ability to like to just foster that relationship in a better way. And that's the one last potential redeeming thing from a story that's already so messy. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even land that plane very well. It's frustrating. (laughs) This isn't his best. It has its moments, but it's definitely not his best. Mm hmm. Will Spike and Ray Allen discuss the idea of a sequel to this film where Jesus would appear near the end of his pro career? Mm-hmm. I don't hate that idea at all. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't really materialized, but Ray supported both that idea and also the character. While playing for the Miami Heat, there was a night where the players were allowed to wear nicknames or their initials as part of a promotional night. Mm-hmm. And of course, Ray wore Jay Shuttlesworth on his jersey. Which was an image Spike immediately posted to his Instagram, because of course. Mm-hmm. It's a cool way to pay tribute. I'm not mad. Yeah. The movie was filmed over 23 days. Okay. 
I feel like Spike is kind of one of those get it and let's go. And is like, yeah, maybe we should have rethought that. Yeah. Every once in a while, you need to take some more time. Mm-hmm. And notable, this is Spike's first movie to not feature him in any role. Yeah, that's I'm fi- I'm fine with that. I'm just trying to think like where would I put him? Like Nowhere. he would. Well, if you were to put him in there, like him as a coach, like telling him like these are the rules you got to stick to and like be good, blah blah blah, like that would have been a pretty good role for him if he was going to put himself into it because he's no. not in it very much. The best place for him would have been the agent. That's too on the nose. Still. Still, it's fine. I think he knew this is not my lane. I just need to let these guys do what they're doing. Yeah. And also, I have a feeling part of it was he needed to really focus on the acting coaching because let's talk about our cast. Mm -hmm. We start with motherfucking Denzel Washington as Jake Shuttlesworth. He's Mm -hmm. Denzel. He's doing a great job. In a really shitty movie. Look, this is proof positive that Denzel is an incredible actor when he can give you a solid incredibly watchable performance in a movie that's not very good no he's denzel's never bad he's never bad no. the movie can be bad but he is not bad in the movie just like viola davis Meryl street like they're never bad they they are occasionally in bad movies and once again he's here he shows up he's fully that character you believe every bit of it mm-hmm. it's another interesting role spike really gives him you know he got he got pegged into such a specific movie star role and all these different roles that Spike gave him gave him an, a, a little bit of an opportunity to stretch. Mm-hmm. Not super outside his comfort zone, but I do find it interesting that it's like all of the roles that Denzel's done with Spike, Denzel really gets to kind of like push it a little bit more. Yeah. This is not usually what we get from Denzel. Now, his counterpart is Ray Allen as Jesus Shuttlesworth. As you may recognize, Ray Allen is not an actor. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen is. I don't want to say he's like one of the greatest of all time players He's because he's probably not that high on the list, but he is in maybe like some of the top 50, top 75 players of all time. And he is for sure one of the greatest three point shooters of all time. Um, he's most recognizable for a lot of people during the run with the Boston Celtics in the late 2000s and then uh, playing as a role player on the Miami Heat with LeBron and winning championships. Mm. And he officially retired in 2016. What do we think of Ray Allen in this movie? He's okay. He's clearly not an actor. Yes. I honestly wish we would have seen him play basketball more. There is a lot less basketball than you think there should be in this movie. Like, I understand the like, we got to see some home life. We got to see some school life. We got to see some like, I'm blowing off steam, getting a little naughty like stuff. But the bulk of his screen time should be purely about basketball. I mean, that's why you hire a professional basketball player because that's what they're going to be able to bring. Like in a dancing movie, you don't hire an actor who can fake the dancing. You hire a dancer who can fucking act. It's the same thing. You hire a basketball player. Maybe he's not the best actor, but you want to see him play. And we barely see him play. It, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a waste. It's a waste. I'm trying to think like spike a little bit on that. I, I think his, his nature might say, what if, we instead got to see all that other stuff. You know the basketball. And that's not good to assume. We've talked about this. That's Kubrick rule territory. No, no, no. That's fine. And I would be I would be totally fine with like we're gonna keep the basket. We're just we're just gonna come in and assume this guy can play. And if that's the way you're gonna go, 
then you gotta hire someone who can act and can fake the basketball. You don't hire a basketball player if the majority of the role is to act. You got it backwards. <laughs> it's a weird, well, it's a weird balancing act, but I think the 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 part of it was, and and you know, I think this is just Spike being Spike. He wanted a really great basketball player to be in this role. And he didn't care whether he did basketball or not. Now, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just thinking of how Spike thinks about this stuff. But there there are plenty of people who can act who look like they could they would be a basketball player would be so much better. I know. At the time of the movie, he was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks after being drafted in 1996. So he was still relatively young. He's like 22, 23 when they make this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, who could have been better? Kobe Bryant. Okay. Spike wanted Kobe to take the role and Kobe was interested. Now, we you should understand Kobe had just entered the league and he entered out of high school. Ray's a great player. Ray's a great shooter. But Kobe was like the guy. And, you know, the same buzz that LeBron had coming out of high school. However, Kobe had just finished his NBA rookie year. And during a tough playoff loss to the Jazz, he shot several air balls, like didn't get anywhere near the net. Mm. So a a lot of this was because coming straight out of high school, he had not built up the kind of strength to go against guys in the NBA just yet. Mm -hmm. Like he'd he'd had the full season and he'd been like, okay, I got to really work on my my all of my strength and my ability to really jump over these guys, get around these guys. Mm -hmm. And so he had built an insanely crazy, sorry, he had built a ridiculous off-season workout program and he decided, I I can't, I'm committed. I'm committed to the workout program. Mm -hmm. So he declined the role. Also, who could have been better? Allen Iverson, who is, Allen Iverson is like, his life story is so perfect for Jesus. Because of he was sort of a rags to riches types, rags to riches to rags to somewhat still beloved figure type story. He he honestly would have been a perfectly cast if he had the chops. <laughs> um, and Stefan Marbury, who is referenced a lot in the movie. Yeah, I think probably because he was a Coney Island, Brooklyn kid. So mm-hmm. Spike's like, come on, get the Brooklyn kid in. Neither of them wanted to audition. Spike needed a screen test. Yeah. And I can't blame Spike on that front. No, that so, makes complete sense. So he went for Ray. Ray auditioned. Ray was willing to go through it, and Spike was like, "All right, you're my guy." And i I think he's I, I think he would have been fine if he had a script. If there was a script centered around him, and again, it was focused on Jake and Jesus, Denzel would have just raised his level mm-hmm. the whole time. And then Spike could have gotten a lot of what he gets from like his sister in movies, where it's like, "No, this is not a dedicated actor." But he's comfortable enough in this one-on-one situation with a really great actor to just be natural, mm-hmm. to be himself. Because when he just relaxes, Ray's just a guy on screen, and that works for his character. It's when he needs him to actually show up and act. I was like, "Whoa, that's a mistake. That's a bad idea." All right, and then we have our two female characters, Diana. Yeah. Ooh. We start with Mila Jovovich as Dakota Burns. Before this, she was a supermodel in Two Moon Junction, returned to the Blue Lagoon, chaplain, dazed and confused, and the fifth element. After this, The Messenger, The Story of Joan of Arc, The Million Dollar Hotel, Zoolander, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Apocalypse, Ultraviolet, Resident Evil Extinction, 
The Fourth Kind, The Three Musketeers from 2011, Zoolander 2, Resident Evil, The Final Chapter, Hellboy from 2019, and Monster Hunter. Spike, why are you going to do Mila Jovovich like this? Like, why would you do any woman like this? Like, it's just so, so poorly written. She gets like two or three really great scenes in terms of just pure acting. Again, if we still disregard the words that he's given her to say, mm-hmm. it's very frustrating. Yeah. And it's fr- well, it's really frustrating, too, because there's there's moments where I can see Spike pushing in a slightly different direction with this character. Like we get past all the ickiness of it, but there is that level of she's like, I like who I am. Don't try to save me. Mm-hmm. And there's an element of that that I appreciate, but he still misses every other mark that by the time we get there, I'm like, man, mm-hmm. it's 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 a waste of a pretty good performance from Mila Jovovich. But then then we have Rosario Dawson as Lala Bonilla. Mm-hmm. Rosario is, I think, 19 at the time this movie is made. Mm-hmm. Her first movie was Kids in which she was doing maybe stuff that was raunchier than this, and she was 15. That's a whole different story. Yeah. But after this, light it up, down to you, Josie and the Pussycats. (laughs) Men in Black 2, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, 25th Hour, Shattered Glass, Alexander, Sin City, Rent, Clerks 2, Death Proof, Eagle Eye, Seven Pounds, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Lightning Thief, Zookeeper, Rays, Gimme Shelter, Cesar Chavez, Sin City, A Dame to Kill for, Daredevil, the Lego Batman movie, Iron Fist, The Defenders, Sorry to Bother You, Luke Cage, Jane the Virgin, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, The Mandalorian, Space Jam, and Nuke Legacy, Clerks 3, and then coming soon, she will be in the new Haunted Mansion and Ahsoka. What do we think of Rosario Dawson in this movie? I mean, she's so, I mean, she's so young. That, that part is wild. Just being like, wow. Mm-hmm. You think she's young in Josie and the Pussycats, and then you see her in this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, but. I, mm. again her character is at least a little bit better mm-hmm. and i think probably the most interesting part of lala is that last monologue she gets right at the end mm-hmm. especially when she's like everybody else is fucking getting something out of this and they're all getting it just to be rich i'm getting it because i need to survive and let's be real honest with each other you're not sticking around mm-hmm. you're about to go become a major nba star why should I not get something out of this? And it's an honesty that I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting from a sports movie. Yeah, no, I get that. But it's like you haven't been around for long enough to like get something. You know what's weird? It's almost like he was trying to make the anti-Hoosiers, mm-hmm. like the anti-stereotypical everybody feels good sports movie, which, again, if he'd really just stuck with that could have been really cool. Mm-hmm. but he just got so mixed up on it. <laughs> yep. Uh, All right, well, let's move to Arpons, shall we? Random people of note. Because we can talk about a lot of them. Mm-hmm. We have Hill Harper playing Coleman Booger Sykes. Uh, he's been on a lot of TV. He had extended runs on CSI New York and The Good Doctor. Mm-hmm. Zelda Harris as Mary Shuttlesworth. Uh, she, of course, she's the sister here, and she was Troy in Crooklyn. Mm. Great. Great kid actor. Didn't do a whole lot after this. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Ned Beatty as Warden Warden Wyatt. This is a multiple time Arpon for this show. How does Ned Beatty keep showing up and stuff? He just does. Jim Brown playing Spivey, the black cop. 
traveling around with Jake. He is the famous football player who left football to be in the Dirty Dozen. Mm-hmm. Very interesting role to put Jim Brown in, of all people. A little bit. Bill Nunn as Uncle Bubba. Ooh, yeah. man, what a rough character. Talk, talk about a sledgehammer instead of a, a needle, you know? Yeah. Thomas Jefferson Bird playing Sweetness the Pimp. He's a favorite of Spike's after making the movie Clockers, and he's going to show up in a lot of peppered roles throughout. Mm. Roger Gwenver Smith as Big Time Willie. He is Smiley from Do the Right Thing. Oh, okay. And also, he had like a one-man show that Spike directed, so he, and he's been a character actor in like every single one of Spike's things. It's almost like he's a good luck charm for Spike. Mm-hmm. John Turturro as Coach Billy Sunday, who ruins any possible chance of getting Jesus to come to his school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lonette McKee as Martha Shuttlesworth, the mom. She was in Jungle Fever. Rick Fox as Chick Deegan, uh, the gentleman touring Jesus around the campus. He is a former player and a role player on the Kobe Shack Lakers who moved into acting and some daytime TV, too. He's kind of a recognizable face. Okay. Leonard Roberts as DeAndre Mackey. He had a bigger role in Drumline. Mm-hmm. Ron Cephas Jones as prison guard Burwell. He was in Luke Cage and This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Playing themselves. All different basketball coaches, players, so on and so forth. Dean Smith, Lou Olson, John Chaney, John Thompson, Roy Williams, Nolan Richardson, Denny Crum, Tom Davis, Clem Haskins, George Carl, Jim Beheim, Rick Pitino, Bobby Kremens, Dick Vitale, Bill Walton, Shaquille O'Neal, Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley, Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, Robin Roberts, Gus Johnson, and Stuart Scott. Yeah, other than those last couple, I wouldn't have known who they were. <laughs> <laughs> you still laughed at Robin Roberts on mm-hmm. 90s Sports Center. Yeah, I was just like, wow, she looks. And sounds the exact same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That woman has barely aged. Just with so many more dad puns because mm-hmm. that was Sports Center. Yeah. Those are the best years of Sports Center, man. Jamie Hector as one of the I Love You leeches. Uh, this was Marlo on the Wire and recently a detective on We Own This City. Okay. And that will be it for our puns. And that's also it for trivia because there's nothing else. I have nothing else about this movie. Wow. Okay. So that leads us to ratings. Ratings. Okay. For every movie we have a specific rating system. For this one, basketballs. Only basketballs. Uh, like a two. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna go worse here. I mean, it's Denzel, and like the rest of the supporting cast is pretty good, but like the story's really bad. It's really bad, and I think they made a really bad choice with Jesus. So, like those things alone are knocking three points off of it. It's two for me for slightly different reasons. It just comes down to, I can see very slightly where he was trying to go with this, but none of it really works together. I don't hate Ray Allen, Mm -hmm. but I think if you're going to cast somebody like that, you need to make the script work for them, Mm -hmm. as Spike has made it work for him so often in his movies. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think he did that. And I don't think that necessarily means that it has to be all basketball the whole time. But you do have to make the story work so that this person can be natural on screen. They can just be themselves. Mm -hmm. And he just nothing about this movie let itself do that. So it's 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 going to be two for me as well. Okay. well, until next time, have a good movie.
Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.